What's up? Welcome back to the Aaron LeBauer Show. Something crazy happened to me. It's been about a month. Uh, another crazy thing? Yeah, another crazy thing. Another crazy thing happened to me, um, and we're going to talk about it today. So 30 days ago, I'm sitting at a, me- a team meeting with Caitlin, who many of you guys have heard about. She's been on the show, um, and she gave me her 30 days notice. And I was just like, it was one of those moments, you've had that, right? Where you're sitting there and the world passes you by and you're like, what just happened? (laughs) Business is changing. It always does. So let me kind of set this up. So uh, Caitlin, if you're not listening to me, you've never heard heard of this show before. Uh, My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer. I'm a physical therapist. I own a physical therapy cash practice in Greensboro. And for the last 12 years, I've been coaching physical therapists to launch, grow, and scale cash practices and coaching online coaching businesses and even hybrid clinics. Um, so I've got two businesses and in my clinic, um, about a year ago, I think it was about a year, just about a year ago, maybe a little less. Um, Caitlin was, uh, our physical therapist and she's been with me for since 2019, just shy of five years working together. We actually, I think I just looked, signed our contract on, February, uh, like February 19th, 2019. Caitlin is the physical therapist, but not just of PT. Um, she was like the clinic manager and I had given her an opportunity and position to not only get a raise, but get a raise with, that was a, a bonus. So, um, we could do more about this. Um, I've, I've taught this kind of model to my platinum mastermind. Um, but it was okay. I think it's been more than a year that we we developed it. So it's been a little over a year that we did this. But she was getting her salary. And then um, any month the clinic was above, uh, you know, 20, I think it was $20,000 revenue per month, she'd get a um, percentage of the gross revenue, which is pretty dope, which when we look at it, and as we continue to grow, like her salary can continue to grow. But the responsibilities that came with that were running marketing events and grow, helping grow the business, helping manage the business, um, being responsible for, you know, leading team meetings and, um, I mean, which will help me as well. Um, being a main point of contact, managing the clinic email inbox and things like that. Well, um, so that's, what's good. And I'm like, sweet, I've got this locked down. I've got this, you know, problem, <laughs> it wasn't a problem like this challenge locked down and I'm going to, be in my coaching business doing these other things. And we're sitting there December 3rd or something like that. And we did this, you know, we checked in. We have, so what we would do is we would have an all team meeting on Tuesdays and every Thursday, Caitlin and I meet for mentoring. And since she uh, joined us here in the clinic, that's kind of been our pace because the first couple years it was doing a lots of clinical mentoring because she was uh, a new grad right out of school. We did a lot of clinical mentoring. And then in the last couple of years, we've done a lot of like business mentoring and um, running the clinic and running the practice, especially in the last year. We were doing that meeting and she was like, Aaron, I have something to tell you. I've accepted, I need to give you my 30 days notice. I've accepted another job. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like crushed. It was just inside. I was like, oh, this sucks. And then my brain immediately start went to, okay, what do I need to do now? So she told me and I asked her, you know, I was like, okay. And she said, you know, like they wanted me to start in two weeks, but I told him I couldn't do that. That wouldn't be fair. 
So it was just great. So she's like, my last day is going to be January 5th, which is today. So I'm recording this on her last day. I didn't want to make this podcast episode right away. I wanted to make it um, like this isn't necessarily my therapy. I wanted to make this something educational for you guys. And I figured right now, while this is fresh in my mind, the process that what I've gone through in the last 30 days, I want to share it. And so we're going to do that. Let me just go out and just shout out Caitlin. Number one, <clears throat> Caitlin's amazing. She's awesome. She's grown into being an amazing therapist. She's going to work for like a healthcare um, tech company. I'm not exactly sure which role. I've asked her twice and I can't remember because the first time I asked her, I was so in shock. I was like, I don't know what she's doing. I just know she's not going to work for another clinic and she's not going to treating patients. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the company or anything like that. Um, but... Uh, but she's going to do, um, I think, what is it like, uh, something like development of some sort in some healthcare tech company. So, and it's awesome. And she's been working really hard to help make sure this transition happens um, smoothly. And, uh, and she's been amazing. You know, I'm losing a, I'm losing a friend and my therapist. She's my physical therapist that I see when I need somebody. Um, I'm losing like a trusted employee. She's and I said, she's been here just under five years. So she started March 1st, 2019. Um, by, by basically March 1st, 2020, Caitlin had like a massive full schedule, you know? So I initially started with Derek, the first cash PG resident. He was here for a year, then Tyler. And I was like, you know what? I can't hire someone amazing and have him leave after a year. And so then I hired Caitlin um, and the promise when I hired Caitlin wasn't to go out and start her own business after a year. It was to stay here and grow in a, the position, which she has. But she didn't hit that final marker where I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's get this thing automated, you know, with Caitlin running it and crushing it. But I think after a year, I would guess that she realized that that was different type of work than she wanted um, or enjoyed. Uh, also, I do know, like, she didn't go looking for another job. They came looking for her. So if there's a club for business owners who've had an employee headhunted away from them, um, I'm now in that, in that club. But Kayla and I really connected because we both had clinical rotations at Sports Medicine of Atlanta, Bob Duvall. We've learned a lot of really great things from Bob and some things that we know that neither of us want to do, which is where you always do. But Bob's given me some amazing opportunities, so shout out to him. But that's one of the reasons that we connected, you know, um, and she moved down here to Greensboro. Thank you, Caitlin. If you're listening to this, going to miss you a lot and uh, appreciate everything you've done to help us and our patients here. Um, so anyways, let me tell you guys what happened. So I'm sitting here going, okay, fuck, shit. Okay, what am I going to do now? What's the plan? My immediate thought was, <laughs> I was, I didn't ask for this. My immediate thought was, I had a plan to do a bunch of other stuff over the winter break than, you know, like fixing some shit in the clinic. And uh, I was just like, all right. And we ended that meeting. Instead of an hour, we ended it after like 25 minutes because there wasn't much else to talk about because I was like, I need to go. She's like, if, you know, she's like, I don't have anything else. And, you know, if you need to, you know, end the meeting quick, I was like, yeah, I need to go for a walk. So here's what I did. I went for a walk. I've got this nice little, like, one and a half block loop outside the back door and it gets a lot of laps from me in the last few years. Um, cause it's like, all right, I need to shift from one activity to another. Let's go for a walk. I need to go think, clear my head. So I put in my AirPods 
put on my music. I went for a walk halfway around. I sent a message to my buddy Ryan. I was like, yo, um, I, I need some, I need your ear. Like, when do you have time to talk? And he was like, dude, I'm available. I was like, sweet. You know, I messaged, uh, another friend of mine and, uh, I might've messaged Alan and Greg Todd, but I don't think either one did. I, I can't remember. I might've messaged Greg a late, a little bit, or Alan a little bit later, but, um, I messaged them and they weren't free. And Ryan's like, yo, I'm free. I was like, sweet. I need to talk this through with you. So, um, I chatted with Ryan and we went through this and Ryan is a, um, owns a seven figure, uh, personal training gym up in like upstate New York in one of these towns that I think it was, uh, um, Utica, which is like, it's not like an, a, a major town and he crushes it there. And he's been trying to sell his gym or he's had a couple offers, uh, and opportunities to do it and it hadn't worked. And <clears throat> he was just like, do you really need the clinic? And I was like, that's a good question. It wasn't the first time he said that to me or other people have said that to me. And we chatted and I left that conversation feeling pretty good. Um, I had like, you know, I had like, okay, here's, here's X, Y, and Z. And I'll run through like some of these benefits of like, do I really need the clinic? But what I came away with was, um, and Ryan gave me was, you know, find it, figure out what's your desired like end state. Like, what do you want? What does Aaron want? Cause he's like, you know, you've had a lot of things happen in the last years. And as you guys know, <clears throat> last few years we've had COVID, you know, I had, uh, my wife, who was my business partner, also uh, divorced and left the business. So the business looks radically different now than it did, you know, March 1st, 2020. <laughs> you know, March 1st, 2020, we had a massage therapist, uh, admin, we had uh, a PT, we had, I was, I was hiring another massage therapist and something else. And I had, uh, so someone working here, like two people working here in the coaching business. And I want to say there was something else. It, it looks radically different. You know, um, 31 days ago, we had two PTs. One of them focused on physical therapy and the other focused on, um, Chris has been doing, uh, like medical fitness for a better word. You know, there's not a great word for it. You know, Ryan was like, okay, where do you want to be? Where does Aaron want to be? Match the options that you have to what you want to create. And he said, do what's best for Aaron, not what's best for other people. Because if, you, if you're always doing what's best for other people, then you're not going to get out of it what you want. You're not going to enjoy it. It's, it's not going to serve you. Because really, that conversation came down to, well, is this the opportunity? Is this a sign for me to close the clinic? Or is this <clears throat> a sign to keep going? Okay. Um, and I started going over, okay, here's all the benefits. Here's all the things that, uh, would, you know, would make it easy to close. Here's all the reasons to not close. Um, I also that night, so let's see, uh, I'll go through, let me go through those and then I'll tell you what happened next. I'll try to do this in order. So I was like, okay, here's the benefits of closing the clinic. I probably add another easily add $20,000 to my bank account. I mean, and that's just like, you know, tw and, uh, let's see 150 hours of meetings, you know, plus all the other time that I think about it. So probably hundreds of hours of time, you know, it would decrease my stress about running and managing the clinic and managing other people. I wouldn't have to have any stress about like payroll and paying people out. 
it would, like I said, it'd give me like another five hours a week, maybe, maybe more, maybe 10 hours a week, right? It would do a lot of those things. Okay. So I get some time back. I get, I don't really get money back. I just get less money out. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have to stress about always patients objecting to us because some days that gets a little old. I mean, I know you probably feel the same way. Some days that gets a little old. People go, oh, I just don't want to pay. I'm like, damn it. I've been running this business here for 20 years. Like, you know, like it's the same story over and over again. I'd have more time and energy to focus on my coaching business, which honestly, which wasn't the plan, but is, uh, generates more revenue for me, um, in the same amount of time, right? Benefits of keeping the clinic. I mean, I think there's some really good benefits of keeping it. I get to help people in Greensboro my way. I mean, I was the, was it the first cash practice here? I think maybe there was, I think Lorraine was doing a couple days a week of PT, like right when, uh, right as I was getting out of PT school. Okay. I got bragging rights. I like, I got a clinic. I don't know if it matters to you or not. I mean, there's a lot of business coaches out there that don't own clinics anymore because guess what? They get to help people and they've owned clinics for a lot of years. You know, some people will say, Aaron, I came to work with you because you actually own a clinic. I'm like, okay, great. Well, whether I actually own a clinic now or owned one for 20 years, I mean, I'm not sure about you, but I don't think that really matters. But there's bragging rights to say, hey, yeah, I get to practice this in my thing and, you know, practice these strategies in my own business. I mean, there's a lot about my business that we fail on and lose money on that my clients make more money on because I try these things first in my business and then perfect it and we give it to our clients and the clients go and crush it. I mean, I was just talking yesterday about how... uh it took me five years to do what Derek, who I just mentioned to you, Derek Nielsen was my first cash PD resident. He did this clinical and business residency. He essentially paid me about $150,000 for the year um, to learn how to grow a business and be a better clinician because he was making $200,000, um, over $200,000 a year in his own business um, after about... Uh, a few, you know, after a year or two working with me, um, I mean, he made $15,000 in his eighth month. I think he made $10,000 in his first eight weeks. Um, and it took me five years to make $15,000 in a month. I have these like clinic that I can practice this stuff in and help my, help my clients even faster. There is a potential revenue upside of keeping the clinic where the clinic grows and, um, and it, uh, it brings in more revenue. So that's great. And Chris, who's my other employee, has a job. Like, just because one person decides to leave doesn't mean the other person needs to lose their job. No. So here's, I started thinking, okay, here's the benefit. Okay, Caitlin leaving. I mean, what's that going to save me? It's going to save me her salary plus benefits, which is probably cost me over $100,000. Because if like her salary is say $85,000, there's, I don't know the exact number, but there's easily $20,000 worth of taxes and fees and IRA match and benefits and all that stuff that I pay per year. So it's probably $120,000 that it's going to save me. Chris has a, a slam schedule and a long-term six-figure upside because I'm going to offer, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm going to turn around 
and see if Chris wants this role. And the clinic still runs. And this thing that I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into, especially in 2020, is still here. I'm choosing, so I have to choose to keep the clinic or not, close it, based on what's best for Aaron. That's really what I have to do. So those are kind of like, those are just bullet points. I mean, I just was on my phone making these lists, okay? So that was that afternoon I talked to Ryan. I think I had a couple coaching calls. I had a couple of things to do. And I was just like, fuck shit. I was like, okay. After work, I went out with my friend Greg. Um, not Greg Todd, who you guys all know about, but uh, Greg Pennington, who's the uh, got a long ZZ Top beard motorcycle guy. He owns one of the motorcycle uh, dealerships here. Greg's become an even closer friend over the last year. And he's great. He's awesome. He's always reaching out to me, always including me in things. It's spent Christmas Day with him. We went on a ride, whatever. Greg, Greg's awesome. Greg owns a business too. And he's owned, I've known him for 18 or 19 years. And we met, we met at uh, Havana Phil's here. We had a cigar, had a, got a, um, got an old fashioned and we were chatting and I was telling about it and he was just like, Oh, Oh, you know what? It was, it was the same day. I'm remembering this. It was the same day as the Christmas party at Havana Phil's and like his, his wife was there and a whole bunch of people there. And I was like, dude, I got to tell you what happened. But it was just like, it was nuts. There was so much going on that day. And I think I had a, I think I had a date right in the middle of the Christmas party and the, but it was only like two blocks away and that was busted. But anyways, it was just like this crazy day. And I was just like, Greg, dude, check this out. He's like, Aaron, I, I was like, dude, I'm going to close the clinic. Like, here's all the reasons why I should close the clinic. He's like, yeah, here's the reasons why you should keep it. He's like, roll in there tomorrow and just tell Chris, this is your time. This is the opportunity. You know, I believe in you and, uh, and, and this is it. And, um, and Greg's like, Aaron, you're an op- entrepreneur. You fix shit. You grow businesses. I was like, yeah, you're right. And the guy, I mean, he is right. Literally, this is like four or five hours after the conversation with Kate and after a few other phone calls that I had and some other things I was doing. Okay, so whenever I had my had my drink and my cigar, uh, a couple of drinks, and then would I think we went out for dinner later and um, chatted more about it, um, but not didn't focus the whole evening on it. I just kind of sat through it. Woke up the next morning. I was like, I know what I need to do. You know, I know what I need to do. So. I messaged Chris and I was just like, Hey dude, do you have time this morning at 9am to chat? He was like, yep. And, um, so we sat down and chatted and I had asked Caitlin, I asked when she told me, I was like, you know, have you, have you told Chris? She's like, I haven't told Chris. You know, I didn't know if you wanted me to tell him or, uh, you were going to tell him. I was like, look, I'll tell him. That's my, that's my job and responsibility. Um, it's interesting. I'd asked her, I was like, you know, I asked Kate, I was like, well, what did they offer you for compensation? Do I not get an opportunity to counter offer? And she was like, no, I don't feel comfortable offering it. And I was like, oh, they offered her a lot of money. But she did tell me that um, when I asked her the second time, because when my head was clear, she was like, yeah, I didn't, you know, they came looking for me. I don't know how they found her. They must have found her. I don't know if they found her through social media or somewhere else. But I, I created someone who, like, is going to ascend in her career really quickly. Um, so I'm, I'm really stoked for her. Um, so before I get to this conversation with Chris, let me just share with you, like my, my state of mind was, you know, the world, I don't know, God, like, I don't think God throws things at me. That's not the way that, that I believe, but I was just like, I was just like, okay, like 
the world, like something, like just drop this. I just, this piece of, like this puzzle piece, this massive puzzle piece just dropped from heaven in my lap. Like, I don't usually think like, like the way that I, I believe in practice religion, I'm not, I don't think that God has ordained my path. Like I get to choose my path. I make my own choices. But what I just saw was that it was almost like watching an, I was in an episode of Lost where I've got this thing and all of a sudden this puzzle piece goes bonk and it's so big it didn't smash me. This puzzle piece was so big it didn't hit me on the head. It just fell right around me. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like I can put, so Chris, I hired Chris two years ago. And um, because I couldn't hire a massage therapist in 2021, 22, I couldn't, no massage therapist was applying for our job. Like I, this is the best downsell from PT. I've been doing it for a while. People are asking us for it all the time. Like I couldn't do it. So I went to hire a a personal trainer to do strength and conditioning here. And Chris, Dr. Chris, who was a year ahead of me at Elon, applied for the job. He got the job. Um, And uh, I was like, ah, so the last four months, um, Chris hasn't been as busy as I would like. Caitlin's been busy. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to get Chris busier? So I was like, all right, Chris has this extra time. He's an amazing person, amazing personality. I need to get him doing some more things, interacting with people and generating more revenue. Because Chris is not the admin king. He is, that's, not Chris's, that's not Chris's seat on the bus. So I had Chris working, doing some work for my coaching business, doing calls and doing some DMs on Instagram and Facebook and just helping me reach out to other people and, and generate calls to generate you know, new clients. And I, I pretty much in December, like after Thanksgiving, I'm like, sweet, Chris is good. He's doing these calls. You know, he'll do a triage call, like a, a new patient strategy call, do that. And then he would, uh, if the person qualified, he'd pass them over to Jess, who's one of our mastermind members and owns her own business. And she does some of the sales and enrollment uh, for the coaching group um, and my coaching business, which is awesome. I'm like, sweet, this is working. This is great. And then I'm like, oh, nope, that piece was the wrong piece. Like that was when the wrong move. It was just, there's a bigger move coming. Caitlin still wasn't seeing the 30-something people a week that she was seeing pre-pandemic. So there's room on her schedule for more people, and there's room on Chris's schedule for more people. My idea is get these guys in and grow this thing, and we're growing, but not as, like, not lightning fast because also I'm not spending the 20, 30 hours in my own clinic every week running it. I'm letting other people run it, Um, and I'm spending that time in the coaching business because that's more leverage for me. So it's not growing as fast as I'd like, but it's growing. But I still need Chris doing more so I can keep him around and keep him happy and keep him making more money because I want to keep this guy around. And this puzzle piece falls from the sky and is basically saying, Aaron, you got Chris in the wrong place. Let me show you where he belongs. Right? This is where Chris, and I'm like, like it didn't crush me. I was like, okay, I'm going to put Chris in this position and pretty much immediately he's going to have a slam schedule. Next week, Chris doesn't have a slam schedule because guess what? He's going out of town for Con Ed. <laughs> I'll tell you about that in a second. But he's going to have a slam schedule. So I got to get Chris. So this creates problems. Like this is a shuffling problems um, type of thing. I'm like, But I'm sitting here looking at this as an opportunity. It was like, look, I'm going to save on payroll from Caitlin. And if I go and look... And, you know, I have Caitlin on salary. And if I looked, and we all looked and saw, 
what I'm paying her per visit, you'd be like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And if I was paying her per visit, it is too much. Is it too much for what she gave me? No. At the same time, um, Chris and I have a different agreement and a different uh, compensation package. And I'm going to move people over to Chris, and Chris is going to make more money. And I'm going to make more money. And I think we're both going to be happy. And I'm gonna, and then this gives me room to give Chris even more opportunities in the clinic for growth and higher compensation packages, et cetera. So I could look at this as I made mistakes along the way, but were these mistakes or were these just learning opportunities to say, hey, here's this better compensation model? Or, you know, because really, it, you know, I can't retract it, but I hired Caitlin for a certain job and of seeing 30 something patients, 34 patients a week at a salary and this is your role and then COVID hit and then Andre left and other things happened and it was like, okay, I'm still paying her for this, but the role is different, right? Um, I'm not paying her per patient. Um, Chris has a compensation model where he gets um, an hourly plus a per patient. I may even change that uh, coming up, but I'm only, and I've changed it with Chris once before and I'm only going to change it if it gives him a bigger upside. But it gives me a bigger upside, but it incentivizes how he works. And Chris has different incentives than Caitlin. And that's what you need to learn like from your for your employees. Like you may have two different compensation models based on or three based on their personality and what how they thrive. I could have looked at this like I'm getting smashed. And this is the reason this is the final straw to close my clinic. COVID, my ex-wife left. My number one, like my main employee is leaving. All right. And I'm not treating patients and I haven't since 2019. And, um, you know, I can step in and see all the patients, but that steps me backwards. So here's this puzzle piece. I'm like, all right, let's put it together. Right? Maybe it wasn't like a one puzzle piece. Maybe it was a box with, you know, a hundred puzzle pieces that I had to put together. So I'm going to walk you through right now the puzzle piece, the logistics of what I did to transition all our patients to Chris, transition Caitlin out, Chris in, and keep this thing running. And uh, it's gonna be even leaner than it was before, and it's gonna generate more revenue and help as many, if not more people. When a crisis happens, you have the opportunity to look at it as if something's happening to you or something's happening for you. And I've been through so many of these things lately, I just realized it took me a few hours and a few conversations with friends to figure out, okay, here's how, here's what happened for me. I made my priority list and after two weeks, I was sitting here still a little bit stuck. I was like, all right, so I know what to do. Um, okay, I know what Chris needs. I know what Caitlin needs. And I know kind of like, what's this transition plan? I was like, okay, I've got this, I've just lost someone doing triages, like our, our, our strategy calls, um, <clears throat> and I have to do those now. I've, uh, I've got this other project and webinar plan and other things. So what I did is I reached out to my business coach. I was like, yo, I was like, um, you know, Taki and uh, his uh, crew, like, so I'm in boardroom and Taki's my coach, uh, but Chris Dufay, yeah, I don't know, you may or may not, Chris. Chris has uh, been one of Taki's clients for a long time, and now he's on his coaching team. And Chris exited like an eight-figure business about a year ago, like an eight-figure online fitness coaching business. I mean, the guy is like awesome. And he's fit and 
you know, healthy and, you know, has a lot of similar interests to me. And I've met him, like we get along other than he's got an Australian accent, but the dude is great. And I was like, I was like, Chris, can we hop on a call so I can go through my strategy? These like what's happening I was like a lot of shit's happening and I need help prioritizing. And I got off this call and he's like, Aaron, do you know what you need to do? I was like, yep, I'm clear. And he really helped me just knock out a couple things really quickly. So if I didn't have that, if I didn't have a coach to reach out to, like I could have hopped on one of the calls with Taki, but what hap- what's happening right now is with the time difference in Australia and the U.S., those calls are Tuesday afternoons right when I pick up my kids and I can't get on them. I just, I can't. And I was like, I need, to, I need to get on a call because I can't make the regularly scheduled calls. Do you have some time? And he's like, sure. And they're getting ready to go on like their summer break in Australia. He's like, yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Did it. And I was like, boom, I got my marching orders. I know exactly what I need to do. Okay, so number one, if this is one of those things where you might feel like you've got it all, you might feel like you've got it all under control and you know what you need to do and you don't need a coach and you don't need help. And then all of a sudden some shit like this happens, like you need to make sure that you've got a network of peers and someone who's been there before and done it who can coach you through this process. Even Alan Ling, he's one of my best friends, like he's been there before. And Alan can help me, but he's, but his role in my life isn't the same as my business coach. His role in my life is to protect Aaron. My business coach is my, you know, is also to help Aaron do what's best and give me the strategies. There's, so there's lots of different things. And then Ryan's role is, is like a friend and colleague and, and Greg is more of a friend, but also a colleague. And it's like, you know, like they all have good inputs at the end of the day to really figure out. What do I need to do? What are the strategies you need to focus on? Where do I need to spend my time? That's what my business coach helps me with. Um, so I get off that call. And I'm like, all right, great. This is what we're going to do. Um, but I already knew what I was going to do before that call. That call came in about two weeks ago, after two weeks of this. So let me tell you, there's a couple logistics um, about transitioning all of our patients to Chris. So Chris, so I sit down with Chris, I give him the opportunity. I'm like, here it is. And it took him 10 minutes to go, Oh, like to process that Caitlin was leaving. And what was that going to mean for him? And for me, I mean, it just took him a minute. Chris's role has been answering some phones, booking people in on Caitlin, doing state of readiness checks, which is the total body diagnostic version for his service, enrolling people into his service, which is a once or twice a week program for six to 12 months. Okay, so what do I got to do? Aaron, um, you know, I'm going to talk to Chris and see what happens. So my whole thing is, all right, I'm not going to choose to close the clinic. Let me go see what Chris wants. And I sat down with Chris. I'm like, hey, here's this opportunity. It's sitting right here. I'd love for you to take it. Do you want it? And he was like, it took him a while. He's like, yeah, I want it. And I was like, dude, I need you to go think about this. Talk about it with your wife. Like this becomes your clinic. And I was like, and down the road, a few years down the road, as we grow this, there's equity. I'm going to give you an equity opportunity as well. And he was like, okay. And he went and like, I was like, okay. At the end of the meeting, you know, he's like, yeah. I was like, go talk it over with her and let me know. And just text me the word I'm in and we're going to rock and roll on Monday. Cause I think this was a Friday when we had this meeting. So I chatted with him, and but Chris was like, yeah, you know, Aaron, when I came to work for you in, was it 2021, he was like, you know, he had been, he was, he was the first hired at his last PT, you know, 
orthopedic, uh, the physician-owned PT mill. He was the last fired, for, uh, for last hired, first fired when COVID came through. And he didn't want to go back. And the reason he came to work for me to make less than he was making in this clinic is because he said the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And he said to me when I'm chatting with him, he's like, I knew when I was sitting down with you outside during COVID and we were sitting 10 feet apart. He was like, I knew that I was here for a reason. You know, I knew there was a reason that I stuck with you and did it. And he's like, I really believe in the mission. I mean, Chris is the guy, he wears an Aaron LeBauer or a LeBauer PT shirt or sweatshirt and hat every day here at work. <clears throat> every day. I was like, dude, you need more? He's like, yeah. Every day. I mean, he is on brand. He is such a great dude. He's, he's great at connecting with people. Like, I want to keep Chris around anyways. And I'm like, here's this opportunity. He's like, yeah. You know, I just knew like there was a reason that I was coming over here. Like he's like two years ago when we were sitting outside, he's like, I didn't know it, but now I do. Chris was like, yeah, I'm all in. Like, let's do this. I mean, there's some things that like I know like are going to take him a while to get because he's been doing different stuff, like especially around like operations, you know, but he'll get it and he's getting it. I mean, we've had 30 days. Caitlin gave us, you know, four weeks to get him trained. Um, cause he wasn't doing a lot of these things before. And there's a lot of things that I'm going to have to step in and do for a while. Um, but Chris said, yes, I was like, all right, let's do it. So guess what I did? I was like, I'm going to need another admin person. Like we've been floating without an admin person because I, fi I let, fired her, let her go. And Chris had just been starting. I was like, let's have Chris take up some of that slack. Not all of it. And Chris and Kate took up that slack and we've, I've just been like, all right, we're going to wait till we get to this you know, level of busy before we go and hire another admin. And there was a certain point where I was trying to hire an admin about a year ago, but it just didn't, you know, someone here locally, but just didn't really come through. I ended up getting more uh, virtual, virtual people on. And uh, I was just like, I don't want another person in my life here. But he said, yes. And I went over to Indeed, opened up my profile and turned on my ad admin hiring funnel. Like it's already up. Like I didn't have to do anything. I just updated a few little things and turned it on. And I've got some candidates haven't had everyone anyone go through the full funnel and submit their video yet but i'm also not paying for it um when you do indeed for free they give you a big influx um, of people but it was also right before christmas and you know i was like you know what? i'm just gonna turn on and see if like uh another unicorn lands in my lap um unicorn hasn't landed in my lap yet and i've got a lot of other things to do so made Chris the offer. Okay. So here's how we did it. I had to prioritize moving all of Dr. Caitlin's, uh, patients to Dr. Chris. So how does that happen? It happens immediately. Chris says yes on Monday, Tuesday's meeting, the team meeting. We talk about this. Okay. This is what we're doing is everyone, all new people come to see Chris. Everyone on Caitlin's schedule, who's going to finish their plan of care before Ju uh, January 5th, it does. She can. I was like, you can say goodbye to them, but they don't need to be seen. They don't need to be moved to Chris's schedule. But anyone who's got a plan of care that's going to extend beyond that needs to start to be transitioned to Dr. Chris's schedule. And it's just how you would transition people from your schedule to theirs. You need to edify people and be like, Hey, Mrs. Jones, based on where you are in your treatment, I'm going to have you start seeing Dr. Chris. And then, you know, and Kate can be like, and if they ask why, like he's the best person and she can be like, yeah. And in January, you know, I'm leaving and moving on to a different 
you know, role in a different company. Like I, I told her she could say that, but the main and the very first thing you want to do is just let people know, like, this is, this is where you're going. This is what you're doing. That's what a doctor does. We started that process. Okay. We started the process of making sure Chris was comfortable selling physical therapy and not just the training because the packages, programs, and pricing is different because physical therapy, we're incentivizing the plan of care with what Chris was doing. We're incentivizing frequency because his is more of a wellness service, more like, um, you know, just like fitness training. So it's slightly different, um, a couple different questions and, and a different offer and make sure he's comfortable with that. Um, Chris hasn't been the two years he's been working with us. He hasn't been doing any manual therapy or hands-on care. I mean, so I'm sure maybe he's been working on some friends, but not really. And so we had to start getting him comfortable doing that. I mean, it's like riding a bike. Like Chris has been a PT longer than me. He's been trained in all this stuff, but it's been two years working with us and a year um, before he came to work with us that he wasn't treating patients. So he had three years where he wasn't doing any like hands-on manual therapy. He's actually just, he's just been doing more exercise therapy and exercise training and, you know, not just corrective exercise. Like he's also learned how to, you know, program people's fitness over the last two years. And so we had to get him doing that. So he's sitting in on co-treatments with Caitlin when he doesn't have a patient. Um, he's doing the evals and she's monitoring them and et cetera. Okay. Chris needs to know everything about running this clinic, like not just getting patients to, um, to book, which he was good at, but taking payments because, uh, he, he could do payments for his, but he needs to do payments for the PT stuff. He needs to do super bills because he wasn't doing super bills for his service. Caitlin was doing that. He needs to learn, you know, like the, he needs to learn and be trained on those essentials of running this business, um, by himself. There's a lot of things that we're missing because we don't have an extra admin person in it. You know, like these extra things we added, like our new patient booklet in 2020, like that's, that's just not going to happen. I mean, it even got dropped recent, you know, in the last year or two, because when Amber left, we don't have someone doing it. And Caitlin was like, it just takes me too long to do it. And I've got too much to do between a new patient and the follow-up visit. I'm like, I totally get it. But I turned on the Indeed hiring and we set up this process for Caitlin to train Chris in these essential pieces that he hadn't been trained in yet. So he can run it. Chris and I met, I set up two times for us to meet, to talk about this, like to talk about the opportunity and talk about the logistics and just make sure that we were on the same page. Chris wasn't doing, never got trained in dry needling because it wasn't something that, uh, he did pre pandemic. And, but it's something that I do and Caitlin does. And, you know, we don't promote dry needling. I'm not, I'm not promoting MFR, but I need these guys trained in it. So that when someone says, oh, but Dr. Kate did dry needling, I can't come to see you because you don't, that's not the excuse. So we looked at that, and Chris is going to a myopain uh, course next week. That's why next week he's not slammed. It's because he's he doesn't work on Mondays because he homeschools his kid on Mondays, and he works Tuesday through Friday, and he'll be here next Tuesday and Wednesday and have two full days, and he's going to go to Atlanta to a course. And uh, he'll be back, and he'll be doing some dry needling which is great. And then I'm going to train him on some MFR because he didn't need to do a course to learn that yet because, you know, you need to go to a course to really do the dry needling part, but you don't need a course to go do soft tissue. If you have someone like Aaron LeBauer here, who's been doing it for 25 years, I can train, Caitlin's trained him on, you know, and, and worked with him on that. Like 
I wouldn't say training, like help refresh, like teach him like the techniques that I've taught Kate, like the MFR techniques that Chris never learned. And I'm going to work with him on it, but I didn't need to work with him on that while Caitlin was still here. I need Caitlin to transmit all of her information to Chris while she's still here. And Caitlin has updated all of our SOPs and update our training documents as she's going out. She's put together a list of all the marketing contacts and emailed it to me. Some of these other things that she's got emailed to me just to make sure that I know where it is. Um, Because a lot of this was there. It was just like, I don't know where my eyes aren't on it because I have eyes haven't been on it in three years. So, there was like this priority list. Like I don't need to train Chris in MFR because I've got all the time to do that. What I need is Caitlin to train him in the things that she's doing with people that she's doing instead of me or admin so that when she leaves, Chris can run it. And the number one question I've asked in the last few times we've met is, okay, what's going to break? Where are we going to miss? And at this point when I just asked, I was like, okay, nothing's going to break. You know, it just, you know, we're going to pick up the pieces. Even Chris was like, all right, I'm at the point where I just need the reps. I need just to go in and make the mistakes. I'm like, cool, go make the mistakes. Because when Chris makes mistakes, he's going to learn from them. If I try to prevent all the mistakes as the owner or the leader, he's not going to learn. He's going to just keep making the mistakes because I haven't given him the opportunity to learn from mistakes. And that's where our job as leaders is not to be perfect and not to do everything for everyone and expect everyone to do it the way we are. We need to expect that they're going to make mistakes and make the system better. So Chris has an opportunity to make it better and to make that building his, you know, to, to grow his caseload so that he can grow it. And we can maybe, maybe our next move now is bring on a massage therapist. Maybe this experiment with a physical therapist doing personal training or medical fitness wasn't right for us. I mean, I don't know that it was right for us. It might be right for some of you. Like if you're listening, like many of my clients were personal trainers before you became a PT and that might be right for you. And all along, like this was a step down service. So it was a different price point. It was a lower price point than PT because what massage did was give us a lower price point. But I've been a massage therapist for 25 years. And I can't remember since 1999. So yeah, 20, 25 years. Uh, yeah, 25 years. Holy shit. People are asking for massage from us all the time. If you've been a personal trainer for three to, you know, two to three years, you know, while you're in PT school, people are going to be asking for that service. But there's been a point at which in the last year doing this with Chris, I was like, people would be like, no, I don't want to see Chris, but I'll come see Caitlin and pay more. I was like, shit, we should just charge the same for both of them. So that other, that next step is now that Chris is the only one treating patients, no matter what service he's providing, it's at the physical therapy rate. So we're not going to get that many more people coming in multiple times a week, like two to three times a week to train with him, but that's okay. Or maybe we will. And we're not going to get the people going, why would I see Dr. Chris for this and not see Kate for that? Like I never was able to I think we were able to solve that problem, but it, it didn't fully click in my business. It might click in yours. But if I had a personal trainer doing it, I'd have it a much lower rate, a more competitive rate to what personal training was, but pa- patients would view what Chris was doing as personal training. They were like, why would I pay that much for personal training? I'm like, he's not doing personal training. He's doing like this, you know, uh, peak performance training, medical fitness. You know, there's not a good name for it, and our, the consumers don't understand 
the difference. It was like right in the middle of the gap between training and PT. And they don't understand that gap. There's just got, I think almost there's got to be like a gap. Maybe not. I could be wrong. But we're also no longer doing that. Like all of Chris's treatments, all new patients, even if new people come on and only do the fitness piece, it's the same rate that we've been charging for PT. And what we're going to do is he's got um, a handful of people who've got these long-term things and we're not going to raise the rates on them or at least not right away. Like we're going to like, they get grandfathered in if they've got these like ongoing plans or wellness warrior, people get cycled off, new people will get cycled in. And at some point we'll look, and this is a, a month or two down the road, we'll look at Chris's schedule and go, okay, do we need to raise the prices on these people or do we leave them? Like, and if we leave them that, like I'd rather have uh, some money than no money. I'd rather have Chris some busy than no busy. And so like, I'm not in a rush to like raise those rates. And a lot of people I talk to, I'm like, we need to update your rates and pricing. They freak out because they think they're, I have to tell you to raise your rates on everyone. And I never tell my clients to just raise your rates on everyone. Cause if we're raising them enough, what we need to do is bring new people in at the new rate, cycle out old people at the old rate. And then if you have people, that are just coming to you forever and you're so busy that you're resentful at treating them at that lower rate, then we do need to raise the rates. And there's a, um, a formula that we use to do that. So that's the, that's the basics. I actually got to bounce. I, I could talk more about this. I got to bounce because I got to get on some calls. But let me just review. Employee gave me 30 days notice. Great. I had two weeks notice. It might have looked a little different. I might have been doing some more of the treatments and training myself. I, meet, I already had a hiring funnel and system set up, so all I had to do was turn it on. I could have turned it on for a PT right away. But I turned on for an admin because I was like, I've got the PT coverage. I prioritized moving people um, and the things that the employee who was leaving was the, was only could do um, and um, deprioritized, like lowered the priority of the things that I can convey and, and, and do because I can teach Chris MFR. I don't need to teach him MFR right now. MFR wasn't the critical piece to making this work because Chris can treat patients however he wants. You didn't have to do MFR and dry needling to get him a result. It's just getting him on the same page as, you know, how I treat patients was, was the important thing, and it can look a little different. The priorities are making sure that when Caitlin leaves, Chris can run the whole thing by himself. And so getting those pieces in play, and then it's going to be, okay, Caitlin's last day is today, and I've got a list of things that I need to do as she leaves, you know, with health insurance and with notifying, uh, you know, disability um, and a couple other things. I'm not notifying all our clients that she's leaving. I just got this list of, you know, things. Um, what was it? Uh, I got to, I got eight her keys. I got to get the computer. I got to get, you know, patients transferred to Chris. I got to, I'll eventually, you know, deactivate her intake queue and, and Google accounts. You know, she won't have access to those after, you know, after today. I mean, she didn't need access to them. She's not going to be an employee after today. So she shouldn't have access to the HIPAA stuff, but she may need some access to help if she's still transitioning people. Like I'm not going to like at three o'clock, just cut her off. You know, that'll be a next week thing. Um, if she was leaving under different circumstances, like that would be a now thing. Um, you know, Chris needs access to some of these things. Uh, super bills. He needs a little bit more training. He maybe at some point, like Caitlin's been looking at my emails and helping manage my email inbox. I'm not sure that Chris will do that. That'll probably be the admin that we hired. So that's kind of the thing. And 
and then the last thing is to say is when something like this happens, look at it objectively and see you know, why is it happening for you and not just to you and how do you make the best out of it and create a list of here's, here's this option, here's that option and do what's right for you. And what's right for me is keeping this clinic open. And that's at least what's right for the patients here. Cause last week, this is the last thing I'm going to share and I got to bounce. I had a patient come in the door and I was, cause I was, it was right um, at the end of one of our meetings, our team meetings. And she was like, she had, I'd never met her. Caitlin was like, Hey, I just make sure have you met Dr. LeBauer yet? And she's like, Oh, thank you so much for creating this place. This is working here with Dr. Caitlin. Chris has helped me so much. Thank you so much for creating this place. This is a very special place. And I was just like, wow, that's why I'm keeping it. Thank you very much. Happy new year. I'll see you on the next show. Peace.